This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Greetings, everyone. My name is Sam Griffin. Welcome to the Teacher Answers podcast, episode number 52. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're, you, you put me in your ears today. I think this is going to be an amazing show. So episode 52, here we go. Uh, I am rocking the Maxwell House blue can coffee today. That's my budget coffee. Ran out of that Starbucks Christmas blend. That is the best Starbucks Christmas blend. If you, you know, Christmas present, something like that. That'd be great. So Maxwell House blue can getting it done today. We're going to talk about a couple things here. On episode 52, um, the title of the show is going to be called Why You Should Never Say You're Not Going to Need to Know That to Anyone. You're Never Going to Need to Know That. All right. I'll get to that in a minute. I had a uh, listener write a comment. It was a huge amount of comment uh, on episode 46, which was called What is School For? All right, if you have not listened to that, make sure that you listen to episode 46. It's called What is School For? Listen to the directions I give you about watching that video on YouTube twice. Once for how you feel, the second for what the words actually say. And uh, I just took a piece of this comment that a listener gave me, and I want to read it to you because it got me thinking. It says, Let's, let me say the most dangerous idea in there has to be the crap about teachers helping students how to get loans or balance a checkbook. Okay. It was genius to say, I don't want students taking out loans because it's taking on debt and getting in debt is super easy. Getting a loan is super easy. So very true. If school is to make you more aware of the world than worldly academic cosmopolitan creative new or old ideas, are what we should be focused on. My response to the video to that guy would be, what are parents for? That one, I am not touching with a 68 foot pole. What are parents for? But you know, I am a parent and there are certain things that should be taught at home. Right. So think about that. Think about that. Go back, listen to 46. Listen to all of them binge this crap binge this crap if you haven't listened to the interview i did with my superintendent um, on episode 51 go do that you know i've interviewed a bunch of teachers teachers that are brand new teachers approaching retirement and subjects on bullying and personality stuff and just you know in general why people do what they do but today is going to be why you should never say to anyone especially a young person, you're never going to need to know that. Okay. Um, I am in the business of talking to teenagers that are, that range from the age of 17 to 18. I mean, sometimes I'll get like a 19 year old. Sometimes I'll get like a late 16 year old, but it's in that late teenage stage. And I can tell you that they have a lot of anxiety about what they want to do. They live in a world where a bunch of adults, when they get together, are like, oh, Jimmy, we'll just call him Jimmy. Jimmy, what do you want to do when you grow up? 
And they're like, it, what's going through the kid's head is, I don't know. I don't know yet. Please stop asking me that. I'm trying to figure this out. And they're also avoiding distraction and they're trying to think about it. And it's hard to, you know, gain this clarity of what they want to do. And uh, so when the classes I teach, you know, I teach pre-calculus, calculus, and intro to physics. Okay. All three of those classes are basically electives. I mean, in so they don't need my classes. So I, I've thought about this for a long time. Because I, I can honestly say that I have had very few. Like I can probably count them on one hand when they graduate saying, man, I really regret taking your class, Griffin. Like, I, I'm not being cocky here. I truly believe that they learn stuff that they wouldn't have learned. Sometimes it's mind-blowing stuff, right? So let's take physics, for instance. Does a cosmetology student need to know physics? Okay, good question. And this has to do with the AIM thing that I talked about on uh, a podcast a couple episodes ago. You know, the AIM thing, where you're looking through um, like a gun scope. You know, you're looking through a tube. Put, get, a, get a Christmas wrapper tube, like a wrapping paper. Stick your eye up on it. Look through it. All you see is a little dot on the wall. You know, if you're not taught a variety of subjects, well, then that's what you're doing. And it's incorrect thinking. It's actually immature, in my opinion, to tell someone, hey, you're, you're just going to need to know what you're looking at through the tube for the rest of your life. That is not true. It is not true. I mean, you don't know. I've taught college for 25 years at night. 25. And I can tell you that in those college halls, I saw some of my students who were the parade-leading flag carriers of the I'm not going to college parade. And I was like, hey, you going, are you going to go to college? No, there's no chance of it. And then there they are. So I'm convinced that a 17 and 18 year old may, may think they know what they want to do, but maybe it, you know, it's kind of like blindfolded trying to swing at a pinata. You know, I think that's how a lot of people feel. I actually made that comment in class the other day and they're like, yeah, that sounds about right. They're trying to figure it out. And even if you have a pretty clear idea, you can totally change your mind. Right. I mean, I was at I was at uh, the hospital visiting someone, and the nurse that came in was a former power line student. You talk about different power line student climbing up ninety foot towers with, you know, electricity in their hands. Turned into a nurse. Right. So that that illustrates my point of. It's, it's okay to not know, but you need to start aiming at something, right? And I talked about that before, but, but what we don't want to say to a kid is you don't need to know this for this whatever, okay? You can't, you can't do that. Now, I know it makes sense because you can only take so many classes, right? But when you start with that attitude, 
then it can turn into the student saying, oh, well, then all I need to know is this and really super limiting what you are educated in. So the ones that think they're decided often change. So let's see, I got a list of a couple bullet points here I want to talk about. Um, the teacher in whatever class you're taking, say you're taking a class, say it's English and you, you hate English, right? But, but you have to take it. That teacher could make a difference, right? That teacher could totally inspire you to realize that you actually like it and maybe want to pursue a career based in some kind of communication or written or English something, right? Um, so the teacher may inspire you to find a new passion in your life. I mean, this has happened countless times. Hollywood is full of that. You know, you'll hear them tell stories about, well, I didn't like this until I had Mrs. So-and-so or whatever, Mr. So-and-so. And it really opened my eyes to something. And this is because no one told that person, hey, you're not going to need to know this. Could you imagine taking a class where somebody said, you're not going to need to know this? You know, so it's like, and we don't have that attitude here, but I'm just saying, I, I, I feel that in students sometimes it's like well you know i'm going to be doing this well or i think i'm going to be doing this so i won't need to know um a hard science like physics if physics you know is is how the world works it's a study of how the world works like physically and how useful is that it's incredibly useful you know you're going to have kids one day it's going to ask you questions like why is the moon out in the daytime? Is that the moon? You know, it just random science stuff. And, and the more you know, the better you're going to be able to answer them, right? Um, I also think that students need to take the hardest classes possible. They really do. I know everybody's worried about a GPA and everything. I, kn I know that. I get that. But students want to be challenged they want to be taught properly and challenged okay they don't want to be left in the dust and they don't want to be bored that's for sure so you got to find that that sweet spot where they're challenged and i've always said and i've told all, every student i've had and at least i don't know when i came up with this but but i am convinced when you're learning something it should be hard if it's if you're learning something hard like in math you will grit your teeth and say stuff like you're bench pressing like oh i hate this crap like that and you will have this look in your eye where you're frustrated mentally frustrated and beaten up and when you learn to overcome that by taking a break and trying it again that's the key right there by the way take a break try it again but when you're learning you should have the look in your face when you're when you're struggling with it with a part of it maybe it's not every day you feel like that but there's going to be times when you're struggling to do something and, and you should have the same look you do as if you're bench pressing something because you're challenged, right? You know, I was talking to, to, uh, someone who had my physics class or my, uh, calculus class and we were actually doing a pre-calculus thing in it called trig identities. If you've ever done trig identities, you know that that's just not easy. 
right? It's super frustrating. It's like, it's like me taking a thousand piece puzzle, flinging it across the room and say, okay, go put that together tonight. You know, it's, it's about like that. And it feels like that. It's like, where do I even start this? When you learn to do that and the learning curve, they learn something called learning curve, right? It's like playing a new video game. That learning curve on trig identities is super steep. When you learn to get over that and you say, okay, the only way that I'm going to be proficient at this is if I take one step forward and not be afraid to fail and try something because it's, it's like step a through J or something like that on these math problems. And my students learn to not blindly take a step forward, but take a step forward into a murky darkness. And what happens is the fog sort of lifts and then you, maybe you see a path to pursue on this problem and to, so you take a step a logical step in that direction right and then the the fog lifts again and you eventually start to see what i call grandma's house like over the river and through the woods to grandma's house right well sometimes you just have to go through the woods to grandma's house or sometimes you just need to go through the river to grandma's house and sometimes grandma's house is right behind you and you don't even know but the more experience you have doing that kind of hard thing and not and learning, learning to learn from failure, how important is that? It's not about, you see, it's not about math. It's about challenging yourself. This is where it's at. But if you, if you as a student have an attitude of, hey, this is what I want to know. Just teach me what's in this scope you know, if you're looking through the, the wrapping paper tube, just teach me what's what I'm looking for inside that little circle on the wall. You need to see at this age, the whole room first so that you can get clarity. And the more you learn, the more the fog lifts off that. I'm just, I'm convinced that's correct thinking. So if it's easy, then you're not learning anything. I mean, if you're just like, oh, here's a worksheet, do, 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 and you're turning it in, you're not learning anything. And, and you're actually upset by it deep down. Okay, sure, you enjoy the delicious A's that you're getting, but you're also not learning anything, right? So you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're pushing and everything's relative. You know, you could take a class like Algebra 1. That's pretty low level math, right? But to some people, that's super challenging and to other people it's super simple you need to get in classes that a you don't know um you don't know the material so it's going to be new to you because that's going to be more exciting to come back tomorrow to see the rest of it right and the other thing is you need to be at the level in which you're challenged you don't want to take it easy in life you just don't you don't if you're like oh, i'm just going to do what's easiest in life really that's not what we're teaching. That, that's not what any teacher would subscribe to right there. So when you learn to fail and improve, now I'm not talking about if a teacher comes in or if I just take me, for example, if I introduce trig identities and say, oh, tomorrow we're going to have a test on this, that's not fair. But if I say uh, two weeks from now, we're going to have a test on that. And we're going to do about 60 of these by the time from now to the end. And you need, you need to spend a little bit every day 
learning how to take a step forward on a problem that you know darn well you don't know how to do. But when you try something, you get a little bit clearer picture of the outcome and then you, you, you know where to go. And when you get some traction in that and some experience, it gets easier. It's like Sudoku. If you've ever played Sudoku, you know, there are people who look at that and don't know where to start. And then there are people who just, and it's done because they've, they've experienced it before. Nobody looked at Sudoku the very first time and, and was a master at it, right? So it's, we should never tell people, Hey, you're not going to need to know that you're, you're just not. And whatever you're learning, get into it. If you're, if you have to do an, a unit on Shakespeare, there's a reason why Shakespeare is relevant. Find it, find it related to your life. It's there. Trust me. So if you, uh, if you would like to help me out, share this episode with people. Okay. Find a way to share it. I don't care how you do it. Call people, phone, social media. If you see one of my posts on social media, share it, that kind of thing. Um, a five-star review on Apple podcast would be amazing. Just amazing. But, but that's it. You know, um, learn a broad variety of things. And if you're an adult listening to this right now, say you're 45, whatever, you're listening to this right now and you feel like you're not learning in life. You're just getting up, going to work, going home and going to bed. It's not good enough. That's not good enough. You got to learn something, learn a new skill, play a musical instrument. I'm too old to learn to play guitar. Bull crap. Go buy a cheap 50. You can get a guitar for a hundred bucks, 50 bucks. Get a used one. You could probably get a used one for 20. Find someone that knows how to play guitar. They may show you a couple of things. You know what we also live in? Oh, a YouTube. We live in a world of YouTube. I guarantee there's entire classes on how to play guitar. You could learn and be really good at it. And that would give you meaning because you'd fill in the gaps between getting up, going to work, going home, and going to bed. And that's, that's not the world you want to live in. You want to live in a world where your brain is constantly excited about learning new things that's when the fog truly lifts like a curtain before a play or something like that where the curtain goes up and you just see a whole new world out there you'll start to become more optimistic and certainly happier because you will find the meaning if you want to learn about that go to episode three it is still my favorite episode three it is called what is happiness check it out all right that's going to be it today I uh, really love making these episodes for you. Thanks for listening. And this has been episode 52. I will talk to you soon. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacheranswers. Answers.